Please note that on this episode, we will be talking about sensitive topics that deal with mental health, blackness, death, and suicide. Be advised. Hey y'all, I'm Jen. I'm from Oakland and I'm an androgynous, black, lesbian, feminist, and a lover of all black people. This is Darren. I'm an asexual novelist, researcher, and bona fide comic book fanatic from the widest part of Southern California. Orange County. We're queer millennials with three kids and nearly 20 years of marriage. This is a podcast about the realities of blackness, adulting, and relationships. This is That Black Couple. Hello, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm also doing well. Guess what? What? It's the holidays. <laughs> it is the holidays, yes. That means we're almost done with this ghetto ass, ashy Ooh. ass, bootleg ass, non-refundable Ugh. ass, non-perishable item ass year. All sales ass final ass Yeah, year. I feel like this is one of those years where you, you can't put it in the refrigerator after opening. <laughs> it don't keep it don't keep you know it, it just it didn't uh. keep it was bad from the beginning <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like it's like when you go to the store and you get like some strawberries and you're so excited and you open it and there's like a and rotten one fur. In, the, in the center it's growing on all the rest of them and you couldn't see it because it, it was in the center right and you can't even salvage the other ones because it's on there now mm-hmm. that's like like the trader joe's bananas yep just just you like take that. it home and they only fresh in the store yeah once they leave the, the store, store Mm-mm. That's it. That's Over, 2022. Overripe. You think about 2022, and you're like, oh, maybe. Feels you, good. You live it. You're excited. You live it. Overripe. 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 Anyway, this is the Black Manhood episode. Okay, <laughs> we 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 are talking about um, black masculinity and black manhood today but we're going to talk about it in dynamic ways and i'm excited about that so first have a seat everyone we are actually drinking tea darren what kind of tea am i drinking mm. this is this is a, a matcha green tea thank you with a touch of honey uh-huh and that's it <laughs> shut up it's <laughs> so from costco it's from costco costco yeah, got everything kirkland brand listen kirkland come through listen i don't know if it's an age thing when I started looking forward to finding out what Kirkland was going to drop, it's like, what, Kirk, what Kirkland got this weekend? I don't know. Let's go find out what Kirkland Now, we're not at Kirkland Clothing yet. We're not. That's that's the next tier. Although I have bought a jacket for my kids. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you get a piece here, a piece here there. Here and there. But, but like, you don't shop. You don't, you don't no, spend a long no, time. No, mm-hmm. you don't do that. We're not there yet. Listen, this is That Black Couple. I'm Jen. I'm Darren. And before we get started, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram, even though Twitter... Is slowly dying. It's a slow death, y'all. When I tell you, mm. it is awful to watch that every day. I'm just like, oh. Anyway, Twitter and Instagram at that BLK couple. You can find us on Facebook at that black couple and look us up on the internets at our new fancy newfangled website that moi designed. I you did. did a great job, too. Thank you. www.thatblackcouple.com Now, where can you find us? You can find us everywhere. If a podcast streams there, you can find us there. That means 
Apple Podcasts, that means Google Podcasts, that means Spotify, it means Stitcher, it means SoundCloud. We are on all those platforms. Find us, like us, subscribe to us, Mm -hmm. share us, do all of those things because we made it through with you and we're going to go into 2023 and be better. I like how you wrap that around. Yeah, I just... Okay, you wrapped it around. No. Okay, so this is the Black Masculinity episode, and I feel like this has been, whew, I feel like this has been a work in progress for a few years now. Our notes actually were years old. Yeah, I think we originally planned to do this episode literally, I think, in 2020. Well, we're here now. You wanna? And clearly, clearly, we had some things to say, and we were like, mm, this yeah. is a great time, I don't know. I think we've touched on this topic a lot in different ways. But I think this is the first time we actually really said, let's just do Black Masculinity as an episode. Okay, y'all. Let's get started. You ready? You know I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, so this episode, we really came to this because there was, we, we all experienced a tragic loss mm-hmm. of Steven Twitch Boss. Mm-hmm. Um, it came as a shock to so many people because he was such a positive light. He was just someone who was all about positivity 24-7 at, at least from what we were able to see yeah. as, as, as viewers and as voyeurs into his life. Um, and I think because of that, it just really, a lot of people, they just had so many comments and people yeah. were so shocked and they're like, is it this? Is it this? What does it mean? Like everyone was trying to de- deconstruct it. Like, like they were all psychologists, like they were all trained. Um, and I think it, it also comes on the heels of many other um, deaths by suicide that have happened of, of notable names this year. Yeah. Um, you know, The Walking Dead star, uh, Moses Mosley. We mm-hmm. had um, Regina King's son, Ian Alexander. Mm-hmm. Um, the mayor of Highfield, Maryland, Kevin Ward. Um, all of these happened, you mm-hmm. know, in very recent memory. And so I think people, their, their ears are perked up. Mm-hmm. Just, just like when the Black Lives Matter movement w- was kicking into high gear and people were saying, Black men are dying. Black yeah. men are being killed. I feel like now the same type of thing is happening, and they're saying black men are ending their lives. Mm-hmm. And when you start to see these patterns, everyone wants to believe that there's a reason. Mm-hmm. There's, there's there's something that's causing that pattern to yeah. exist. Yeah. And then everyone wants to be the person that has that answer. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like, I mean, I think it's important to note, like, we didn't know Twitch, right? Like, I didn't fuck with Ellen DeGeneres really at all after actually getting to know Ellen DeGeneres. Like, it's one of those things where Ellen becomes this gay icon because you're gay and you're like, whoa, that's so cool. And then you get to know her and you're like, no thanks. Mm-hmm. Twitch managed to stay on that very, very, uh, very popular um, kind of uh, uh, ubiquitous, ubiquitous, very ubiquitous show. Um, and still manage to have kind of a private life and yeah. be this kind of like persona. And he did represent like joy and like even all his dances were about him being happy, you know? And then he moved after the show onto Instagram and was doing much of the same things, you know, positive messages and things like that. And so people, I, I find that, you know, people develop these um associations with celebrities and these like these like fictive kinship relationships where they believe that whatever they've received from Mm -hmm. this person is the totality of their being right like that's all that is there and i'm just like i really encourage folks to like 
stop, right? Like I really encourage folks to really be thinking about situations like this and like those that you mentioned and listed, right? Um, especially when we think about like Regina King's son, right? Uh, yeah. Thinking about young black men. These are young black men, right? We're not talking about folks who have lived their full lives and who have gone and, you know, had all these children and watched them grow up. And no, we're talking about young men, right? Mm-hmm. So the social media persona, the the f- clips you know, and the, yeah. the little short insights into their lives clearly aren't the totality of what these men are, are grappling with. Like, yeah. so let's stop doing this thing where we have to hold on to, oh, but I, I saw them post the picture the other day. They were so, stop. And that, and that that is what happened with Twitch is they were like, oh my God, just, I think it was like three days ago or just a yeah. week ago, he posted this video about right. how, and it's like, of course, I just feel like we're in such an interesting moment with the internet and with social media where I know this is not the topic of the conversation. It's not, but we're but going there. A quick sidebar. It's happening. <laughs> where I feel like people are all now commodifying themselves, yeah. and we are all going to the internet and creating these personas that yeah. are a slice of our lives, a very or in small some slice. cases, just a complete misrepresentation of who we or are. Or a damn right? lie. Yeah, it's, it's a presentation. It's a show. Yeah, and it's interesting because it ties directly into celebrity culture because that's exactly what celebrity is culture what is. is. Yeah. But you would think because since we are all now basically doing the same thing that celebrities have been doing since the dawn of celebrity, that we would have a better understanding of the fact that that is not a whole person. It's a part or a presentation of a person. And there's a whole life behind that. Right. And the fact that we are still struggling as a society to understand it is is actually kind of baffling. It's baffling. I mean, social media has been here for a very long time. I mean, we are we are early millennials. It's been most of our life. You yeah, know? I mean, I, we remember when Facebook started. We remember, shoot, we remember AOL, Instant Messenger, MySpace. And MySpace. We did all that stuff. HTML code. Niggas know. Niggas know. And my <laughs> issue here is that then folks take that kind of uh, the surveillance culture and the kind of voyeur culture that we have where you're just you know, accustomed to and socialized to eavesdrop on people's lives, right? And then they make that the narrative and then don't even offer people humanity because then those people just become objects in your mind that you've created and concocted and shaped. And I I guess I feel really strongly about this because I feel like it happens to me. Yeah, Like I feel like there's a lot of situations where I'm like, I don't fucking know you. I don't know you. I don't know you. And you don't know me because you've been on my Instagram for four years or you follow me on Twitter or you saw me give a talk at UT Austin. And this is not to, this is not to be uppity or be like, it's actually not that at all. It's actually that me being out in the world as a, a, as a part of the ephemera of my job, Right. Folks like Twitch being out in the world as a part of the ephemera of his job in chasing his passion, right? Ian Alexander being out in the world as an ephemera of his mother being one of the most prolific actresses and producers in the history of Hollywood, right? Does not give anyone the right to access, right? It does not give anyone the right to know what they struggle with. And how they feel when they lay down at night or, you know, how they feel about their their in, their own self-knowing, right? It's like you don't deserve and that have not earned that type of intimacy. Mm-mm. Social media is not intimacy. And while some folks, I would say I'm, I try my best to be as authentic as possible, I'm also 
in a, a structure and a container, you know, at my job or in the ways that I uh, present on college campuses, and, right? There are still structures that make it so that I can't be fully. We all know this, right? We all know this, and it's and that's the thing too. That's so, it's so strange to me that people don't get it, right? Like, like I don't have that type of a job, right? But I don't expect any of the people I I go to right. work with or talk to through through my jobs to feel like. Those little snippets of an interaction right. with me means, oh, I know exactly. This is who I am. We're I, best friends. I know his whole life story. I have a right to his life and, and personhood. That's, that's not how that works. No. And we, and we all know that's not how that works. We should. So so why why do we treat this differently? Right. Why do yeah. we treat celebrities differently? Why do we treat people we admire differently? Why, why do we pe- treat people who we are attracted to differently? And I say all this to say, like the part about this that really upset me was after the news was released about Twitch, you know, there were people on the internet and they would ask questions like, do you think he did it? And I'm like, hold on a minute. What? Why? Mm -hmm. That's first of all, it's none of your business. Mm -mm. And it's so unfair. It's so unfair, you know, because it does so, it is so much violence in one sentence, right? It does the violence of stigmatizing suicide because if folks don't want to, and I posted on this, I said, if folks don't want to be here anymore, right? They should have a right to choose not to be here anymore, mm-hmm. right? And it's like you now turning this into a, well, you know, conspiracy theory is that that's so unfair and so heartless and, again, dehumanizing. But what it also does is for all those people who are looking at this, right, who work through suicidal ideation, who have other have other depression and mental health issues associated with suicidal ideation, are looking at this and going, damn, you're not safe. Yeah. Yeah. You hella unsafe. Like, you super unsafe. You know what I'm saying? Because you won't even actually embrace the truth that I'm trying to convey and that I'm trying to live through or or end my life through, right? But then the third part. (laughs) The third part. The third part. Bitch, you don't know them. I don't understand. (laughs) That's the part that gets me the most where I'm like, why do any of you think you are in any position to opine on whether or not some you don't I mean, know them? I mean, listen, right? Like, are you the police detective assigned to the case? Are you? Are you? Are you their cousin, Day Day? Are you collecting all the information? Are you collecting evidence? You the church mother? Are you? Are you a psychologist? I mean, who are you? Even when you think about it, <clears throat> but like even even the like the psychologists when they when they're on you know the news or something and they're like oh we want to get your perspective into this thing you know the first thing they always say is like well i might I, have I'm, experience in this right. area but i don't i don't know, know that person so i can't right i can't speak to their specific like, instance everything that i'm saying is a hypothetical so how do niggas on facebook have specifics <laughs> just that's what i'm saying this is what i'm saying i don't <sighs> I don't understand. I don't understand. I, just, I don't understand. But we, but we, we gonna we gonna talk about it Let's today. Let's talk about it, please. We're gonna talk about it. Um, Let's talk about it, please. Um, I'm so sick. And it's and it's gonna be good. Good, Jesus, Lord God. This podcast is supported by generous donations from our patrons and listeners. Become a supporter today by heading to www.patreon.com slash colorcombosmedia. 
You can stream the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. When you listen, please consider hitting that heart button, sharing, giving us a five-star rating, and leaving some dope comments. This helps us with our paid drinkings and gets more listeners for the show. Thank you so much. And we're back. Hello. Hi. Hi. Are you ready? Let's do it. This is this is gonna be a heavy episode. Let's just let's, let's just go forth. Let's dive let's right on in. Go forth. As I say all the time, it's time for the conversation. Mm. That means I've done my research. Mm. I've got some numbers to share with you all. Do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's just go right in. So mm-hmm. we are talking about black masculinity and we were talking about um, all these people that we've lost and, 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 and kind of like why we're losing black men and, when, and what is this all about? Um, and so I did my research um, and kind of bouncing off of what you said um, at the start of the episode is there's definitely a trend happening where we are losing black men at a younger age. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that definitely is different from the rest of society. Mm-hmm. When you look at um, death by suicide, you'll see that it peaks generally much later. I think it was like 60 or 70, I think is what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no. Let me just read this out. Um, according to the Suicide Prevention Resources Center, among black populations, suicide rates peak during adolescence and young adulthood then decline through age 85 plus. Hmm. That's different than the rest of the population where suicide rates peak, suicide rates peak at 45 to 54 and then start a downward decline until 74 and then incline starting wow. at 75 through 85. Right? So, wow. which, which is very interesting, right? Because it's saying two things, right? Yeah. Number one, we're losing black, black people and definitely black men younger. at a younger age. Yeah. But also... Older black people are feeling are yeah are like I made it can through. We, can we tell can we tear here tear you here for a moment? Mm-hmm. Just just for a moment because mm-hmm. that's that's a big point. That's a really big point. I really do feel like that is so elucidating. I feel like that is so interesting and is actually not surprising because when you think about what happens for a lot of black folk in their in their golden years, right? Sometimes it's the most peace and autonomy that they've had yep. in their entire lives. And if I think about my grandmother, right, these are a lot of folks. When we talk about the average, I would imagine who they've gotten this data from based on what point we're at right now. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about people who had lived through the Great Depression. Yeah. Like my grandmother did. Right. Who passed away in 2020. Right. Her, her last 20 years, she was like, I'm going to do what I want to do. You've lived through the Great Depression and the Civil Rights era. You, you're going to sit the fuck down now. But for white people, especially in their later years and in their golden years, I would imagine they feel, they feel a retraction of autonomy and, and, and liberty. And, qu- and quality of life. And quality of life. That is so interesting. Yeah. I'm sorry. I inter- I just I, no. That's important. That's important to say. Oh, because, that's because really it, interesting because it gives a story to the to the data. It does, and it also tells you that for young black folk, for young black men, that is the hardest point to get through. Which is which when you when you dovetail those two things, right? What we're saying is older people, generally older white Americans, yeah. feel. A, Un- a, a, a loss a in loss. quality of life and autonomy in older years 
and younger black people yes, feel the are same feeling the same thing. as older black white folk who have already lived there. Oh my God. That's listen, we don't have the time to unpack that. But that's that's a there's a lot in that bag. There's well, a lot in that bag know, right this, there. This is going in my book. <laughs> I knew I knew there was a reason why but, I had taken a while to get to this book. But but here's the thing also the suicide death rate for men is more than three times the rate for women in black populations. Wow. And that's that's across the board. That's Well, men are more likely to, to, to actually go through with the plan. Right. Women will t- intend, 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 and not actually. But I'm, I'm saying that, again, to, to give some, yeah. some background to those numbers, right? So when we look at the peak that in adolescence, peak, yeah, it's what still we're saying the is same thing for black women. It's just the percentage. Yeah, it's just going to come down. The distribution by magnitude. Yeah. is wow. It's wow. Wow. Right? Um, and then, and then, of course, you know the the the, the first place people generally go with this is to say, "Oh, it's it's mental health. You need a therapist." Well, as we already know, yeah, black people don't really have access to therapists like that. No, only five percent of black men seek outpatient mental health services despite feeling lonely, lonelier than ever before. Mm. There was a a a, a recent British study where two point five million men admitted to having no close friends. Mm. Beyond that, men conceal pain and illness at much higher rates than women and are three times more likely than women to die from suicide. Good Black Lord. men face an added set of barriers, including things like systemic uh, systemic uh, discrimination, stereotypes, cultural stigma, all those things in the face of mental illness. Mm. Right. And we were talking about this the other day about with black men. Right. The whole idea of being vulnerable or of, of showing hurt or pain mm-hmm. or, or weakness it's like, oh no, 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 we can't do that. Right. We gotta be strong. We gotta put on the face. We you know, we the rock. Right. But that's not reality. No, it's not. That's not real. No. Men are hurt. Mm-hmm. Men feel pain. Men go through shit. Mm-hmm. Right. But we're basically saying men, because of societal pressures, yeah, aren't comfortable or aren't really allowed, or it's not really accepted for them to seek seek the same support and help mm. that anyone else would be able to. And especially, again, especially in black communities, not just men, but black men. Are you going to talk about access when they do seek? Um, did I pull that? I think I think because I... I know that one off. Don't you know? I don't have that. I don't have that one. But so, I know you know. So that here's, one here's the other one. Here's the other part that really got me when I was digging into this to understand what because, you know, me, I'm always thinking about systemic factors. Oh, I do. I do have it. Go ahead. You got, I want to hear on. what you got to say, though. Yeah. So I was looking up statistics about uh, what happens when black men actually do seek therapy or other type of support for their for their emotions and i saw that uh, about 26 percent of black men are able to actually find those resources mm-hmm. when they seek compared to about 46 to 50 percent of white men when they when they seek so it's not even just that they don't go it's also that when they do reach out for help there's frequently no one reaching back Mm-hmm. And that and that creates an additional barrier because that means the folks who were motivated to do something then become um, uh, disengaged. Yeah, and and they don't actually um, they don't actually then kind of model for others what that looks like. It's a lost opportunity. And it's also one of those things. I mean, word of mouth we all know is a very powerful it thing. It is. Right? So if so if it's a circle of friends. 
And one friend was like, you know, I'm going to yeah. try and get some therapy. I think I need some help. And they go and it's a terrible experience, mm-hmm. whether it be that they couldn't find someone or the person that they found couldn't understand them. Because as we also know, yeah. we don't have that many black therapists for a lot of people. Right. So you have that circle of friends and you're like, OK, I'm going to reach out. I think I'm actually going to get some help. Mm-hmm. I want to actually find a therapist. Right. So you seek the therapist. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you might not even be able to find one, mm-hmm. especially for your special coverage. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a whole thing to navigate. If you have coverage access. Then, then, yeah. Even if you have, you might not even have the coverage. Right. right? And then you pay it out of pocket. Which is the ridiculous. Cost is, the cost is steep. A hundred dollars okay. to two hundred and fifty dollars per visit. Per visit. Who has Ouch. that kind of money? Ouch. Who has that? White people that, that don't need health coverage because they pay out of pocket for My everything. gosh. Right? So then, so then, okay, you find the therapist. Woo, we, we navigated that. You get in the therapist's office. Does that person understand you? Do they right. understand your life situation? Are they caricaturing you right. or stereotyping you? Right. A lot of times your therapist is not going to look like you. They're not going to necessarily understand your background and how those spe- specific backgrounds might affect your present day. Right? So then... The whole point of therapy becomes moot because I'm not getting anything out of this because and they this don't is actually re-traumatizing me. Right, being in therapy, it's telling me, see, this was a bad choice. I should have just. <laughs> and that confirmation bias, I tell you right now, that confirmation bias is strong. When you oh. when you go into therapy cautious and leery, and you get there, and your therapist is awful and does all the things you wish they had never done, let me tell you, that confirmation bias is stronger than having never gone. But then. But then on the heels of that, then are you going going to be able to have prolonged therapy? Is it something that you're open and honest with your friends and your circle about the fact that you are in therapy? Or is it something that you are then keeping to yourself as a secret? But can we also, again, can we tarry somewhere else a moment that I don't think we ever do when we talk about this? Let's go. So whenever we talk about mental health, we immediately go to therapy. And I really do appreciate the people online that I've engaged with who have interrogated that and been critical of that. Because first first of all, I'm going to say... I love therapy. I'm addicted to that shit. It feels great to go somewhere and have things that were confusing to me and that were infecting my behaviors and attitudes and emotions explained and have some type of, you know, uh, decoder (laughs) to understand myself better. Mm -hmm. However, that doesn't work in the same ways for everyone and everyone doesn't have access. And one thing I really want to pull out from what you just said is about 2.5 million men saying they don't have any close friends we, we don't talk about toxic five million men which means that if that's the sample then it probably relates to a much larger population of men in the world generally mm-hmm. and i'm just like why do we not promote intimacy and friendship among men? Because it's a, it's seen as weakness. And meanwhile, men are dying. That's what I don't I don't understand. It's like if if it were working, if it were going well, I could understand what well, okay, well we gotta hold on to these myths and this shit we made up because look, everybody's thriving. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Those kind of myths, I'd be like, okay, well, we, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm, right? Like, mm-hmm. like if Santa was really doing something for communities at the margins, I'd be like, hold on. Let's see how we can work on this Santa That's thing. Right? Yeah. But these myths around masculinity and a lack of vulnerability are not serving us. And no. they're having the secondary effect of creating environments where men are so 
repressed that they then dump and traumatize the women in their lives. And for black women, this is one of the leading causes of death. Hold up. Hold up. So my, my next thing goes directly into what you're saying, right? Because we just talked about life and, and, and death by suicide and how that relates, right? Black men's life expectancy goes up and earning potential increases when they get married. Yeah. The reverse happens for women. Mm. It's because black men tend to overuse their wives for emotional labor. Mm. Right? That's that's really what it is. Because the problem is, if you have black men being vulnerable, you know, really expressing the things that are bothering them, working through those things in, in a way socially with their circles, right? Mm. You then have to question the empty concept of masculinity that we are all holding on to. Yeah. And if you start questioning that, you start questioning a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. Like we've we've seen all this there's no homo stuff where it's like, well, I don't know. It's like nobody asked. Are you gay or are you not gay? You're not gay. Okay. Well okay. Then move the a, fuck if on. If I touch your shoulder, it's not don't, gay. Don't feel like oh no, right? The, the gayness is 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 you know it's coming out of the air and, and it's coming to my going, skin. That's not. That's not. Listen. Like I said, the empty concept of masculinity that we hold on to, right? You have to actually question it. When you start questioning it, yeah, people get real scared, yeah, because they use it as like a like a blanket, like a shield, the veneer, right? Yeah, it's something that can that's easily identifiable. We have this common understanding around it, yeah, and so we can just operate under that and not not have to work hard. Yeah, and I want to talk about this and extend it a bit too because. I have been critical of not only like manhood and maleness, but also masculinity. And that is coming from a woman who has moved through being gender flux and and being read as masculine and feminine in different contexts. And for me, um, you know, my relationship to masculinity, right, where I, I do feel very masculine at times and I do uh, emote in those ways at times. But there are certain expectations of um, bodies that are read as male and the ways that society puts a premium on those behaviors being violent and harmful and dismissive of those bodies that are not read as male. Mm-hmm. That is the part that I, re- because the thing is we talk about toxic masculinity, but I wonder what masculinity is without the toxicity and I feel like no one has explained that to me. And that, and that, because, and we've talked about this before, because to me, masculinity, just like femininity, is something that you define for yourself. That's it. Right? So when we talk about toxic masculinity, we are talking about the societal concept That's of masculinity. That's it, right there. That in and of itself is, is toxic. toxic. Come on now. That's what I'm saying. The societal conception of masculinity is inherently toxic because it is rooted in possession and dispossession. It's rooted in ownership. It's rooted in sexualization of other people's bodies, right? Like the ways that you are dismissed by men if they don't want to fuck you Mm. and how that is a norm, right? The, even the concept that we have of the friend zone, like now we're going to treat this woman differently because she won't let me have sex with her Mm. and how that has now become something that men have weaponized to make themselves a victim, yep. the narcissism of it all. Yep. So I'm not here on this episode to critique men. Let's be very clear about that. Right. That's not what I'm here to do. But what I'm here to say is that 
we have to all be thinking about our buy-in to these systems and these processes and the ways that when we say, that's just how my friend is, or like, that's just men. And I'm not talking to just men right now. I'm talking to non-men too. Like a lot of women buy into these gendered ideas of how we should exist. Mm -hmm. And it's all creating an environment where none of us are safe is what I'm saying. It's creating an environment where we're raising up boys and not letting them touch a doll because we think that's gay. You know, I saw someone online, somebody was like, is it gay to eat a banana in public? And I'm like, wow. I saw that. <laughs> and then my friend was like, well, actually, it's just gay to put anything in your mouth in public because why would you put something in your mouth and swallow? Ill. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> that's how dumb this sounds. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But one thing, one thing I do want to say, and I think, I think, it also lends itself directly to this conversation that we're having, is I do feel like our generation is the generation that is trying, yeah, in so many ways to push back against these things, yeah. And I wanna, I wanna just give a special shout out to us as a generation, yeah, for being on the front lines of that because that is a very precarious place to it be. It is. It's a very difficult line it to is. walk. I remember when I was talking to you about this, this this week where it's like, you know, we're trying to push against these ideas, but we're still also somewhat beholden to and also for some weird reasons trying to hold on to the things that came before, even if we know that they're wrong, even if we know that they're bad, mm-hmm. even if we know that they, they don't serve us. And trying to do that mental calculus to figure out, okay, well, like we said, well, what what is masculinity then? Mm-hmm. And what how do I define it? And mm-hmm. is it something that, that can be defined for all of us? Or right. is it something that's only defined for me? And right. if it's only defined for me, then what is, what does that mean for how I present in the world? And if I present myself in the world in a certain way, am I gonna be judged or looked at in a way that's that's gonna be adverse? Mm. But it's it's a lot to do. It's a it's lot. It's a lot to bear. It's a lot. And we're trying it. Yeah. And it's difficult. It's hard as hell. But I just, like I said, I want to just give a shout out to our generation for for doing our best (laughs) in that arena. I agree. And I also think that, you know, I want to be really clear here that, you know, folks dying by suicide is a a big concern and issue across so many demographics right now. We just live through or still living through um, so many crises. You know, Uh, there was a point where we had Trump the world being on fire and impending COVID. And it was like, this feels like the last chapter of the world. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I also want to like hold space for the fact that shit is just also really hard. Like peopling, humaning, outsiding is terrifying right now. Um, and has been for a very long time, you know? So like, I just want to make sure that when we have these conversations, we're also just acknowledging like, it's not really that great either, Mm-mm. right? There's this idea that like, oh my gosh, I can't believe someone would leave. Really? <laughs> I hate to laugh at that, but it's one of those you laugh because it's true. Yeah. Because it's very true. Like, you know, you you don't watch the news. Because no, like, the news I is terrible. No more. And, I can't no more. I can't. I got Zeus guard. And you know, I just give you these reports. Like, I watch the news. Here's my 30-second takeaway for you so you understand what's happening in the world. Because it is so bad on a daily, sometimes hour-by-hour basis of what we are watching unfold in front of our very eyes. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's horrible. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And I just want us to also be like, hey, (laughs) I get it. Like that to me is humanity. Like that to me is real care when you just can at least say, I get it. Like shit is really hard. Shit is really hard. And for black men, you know what I'm saying? Being born into a world that wants you dead from the moment you are conceived. Mm -hmm. And that not only wants you dead, but builds systems around you that will collapse. Uh, You know, it's like Indiana Jones fucking ride from the moment you step out the fucking womb, you know? Yeah. And that that has to be exhausting. I mean and, and I mean personally for me I can say I've never experienced suicidal ideation. Mm. But I have definitely had some moments in life when I was like, "Oh, okay, I get it." Mm-hmm. Like I've I've definitely been in in situations where I said, "I totally see how someone at this point could say no more. I'm, That's over, enough. I'm over it now." That's enough. I to- I total I totally get it. And you know, bringing it back to Twitch like this is that thing where we see people and we see a piece of their lives and mm-hmm. we think, oh, we all know this person's name. Mm-hmm. They're a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Look, he's a great dancer. He looks happy. He's married. He, mm-hmm. like, he's got it all, right? And you have no idea how much other shit. Right. right? He's holding. And even, even those things that we say, oh, he has it all. We have no idea what, what pressures those things also. And what do. all even, sorry, what all even is for him. Right. 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 What? Just it's just he's not you, and you is not him. You don't even know this man, <laughs> and that's that's the thing where it's like we we don't know. Yeah, and we also as people who don't know, and then again, people who also a lot of times don't have the education or knowledge around these type of topics. Yeah, we can't then go to the world and say, see, the problem was let's he debate it. He didn't go to church. That's the oh the problem my was God. he didn't eat enough broccoli. He didn't eat enough broccoli. That's what it was. We need to give kids more fish oil. Mm. And if, we do, if we do that, that'll we have Nigga. we have to, if you don't know you need to shut the hell up just be quiet you're not helping you're not helping you can find my mom and dad aka that black couple on the web at thatblackcouple.com that black couple is owned and operated by color combos video if you would like to help fund our content sign up at www.patreon.com color combos video please consider giving us five or ten dollars per month to help us build our platform and grow our organization you can also give one-time donations at www.paypal.me slash media. All donations are welcome. Okay, so let's reflect. Let's, let's, let's bring it all back to our personal experiences because we ended that last section talking about omega-3s and broccoli and shit, and we didn't get nobody no context. Fair. Okay, so let's get some context. And I'm going to try to do this... <laughs> Tactfully. Tactfully. So, essentially, sometimes <clears throat> the Hotepchas of the city of Hotepery, they come out at particular times of the year. They're kind of like um, the Afrocentric NRA. And in response to any black trauma, they uh, imagine, imagine a version of that black trauma that involves uh, farm vegetables, um, uh, uh, prenatal vitamins, and polygamy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I accidentally encountered the people of Hotepcha. <laughs> and you made it out unscathed. I, I escaped. Mm-hmm. I escaped. Darts were whizzing. <laughs> It's like Indiana Jones and that bitch. 
You know what I'm saying? Like darts were whizzing. But I'm from Oakland, so I made it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've seen them before. There's a contingent of them growing in Oakland. Mm-hmm. We've stamped them out mostly. Um, yeah, but, they, but they're on the they, rise. You know, they, they make their hives they, they, and then they, they spread and they, they find grow, one and another multiply. and then they, yeah, they multiply. So some of the Hotepchins um, were arguing that part of the issue um, uh, with uh, with uh, dying by suicide for black men is that we just don't have good diets. Mm-hmm. We just eat too much processed food. They also um, said that uh, we need to eat more vegetables. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they suggested um, omega threes. Yeah. They said that uh, mental illness is a spirit. Yep. Yep. And um, if you simply pray over your children. Hmm. I try, I, you know, mm. I try not to be an asshole. I really do. I really try. Mm. But to me, this is one of those things where it's like simple answers for simple I minds. I not. Uh, I'm but sorry. It's simple answers for simple minds. What does that mean? What that means is people, you're making me do it. Uh-huh. Explain um, it. So when people, when people think simply on like. You know, mm. simple thought process. Like when they say, I can't get the flu shot because my cousin, sister, auntie, uncle, right. best friend who lived down the street got the shot and died. Right. And and also, like 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 I was talking about masculinity, right? Like if you start questioning it, it's like, oh, shit, now we got to question everything, right? Some people don't want to question it, right? Mm. Some people just want a, a simple answer. Boom, boom. They're like, hey, I see a problem. X causes Y. I Okay. Fish oil? Fish oil will fit? Okay. Okay. Let's do fish oil. I don't want nothing else. Pray. Uh, That'll do it? Every day, 8 p.m., get on our knees, pray over the child, get the oil on the forehead. Say they won't be gay, and they won't. And then they won't. And then, okay. Okay. They won't be gay, and they won't have an illness if I pray? Because then if they believe in that, then if they believe in that, they don't have to hold on to the fear of those things being a possibility. They also then don't have to have any, any... real robust or complex reaction to 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 those possibilities right they don't have to interrogate is it okay if my child is gay wow right they don't have to interrogate okay my child's depressed maybe maybe i need to be more present maybe, maybe i need to ask maybe them. my parenting is not on right, maybe right you don't have to do that you can just say Oh, the answer is prayer. Oh, pray. I pray. That, that's, that. I sent my prayers in overnight on Friday. They already got in on Saturday morning. I, I talked to the hotel with the kufi, and he 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 said, remove cauliflower, replace it with broccoli, and get them omega threes, and we're good. Yeah. So wait, or is I, it the other way around? Is cauliflower the good one, or is broccoli? The no, good cauliflower one? is the bad one because because it doesn't. It's, it doesn't have any color. The, it's the the lack of color. It's the, it's the lack. It's the lack of the color. That's that's what will do you in. That's because because that's what the white people did. Good night. <laughs> All right. It's, 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 a, it's a hybrid that they cooked up in a lab. What did I say on color purple? Whoop, time to go. <laughs> time to go. <laughs> I'm out. And like I said, the problem with this is 
we need to listen to people who actually know. Like the whole, yeah. the whole COVID thing is a great example, right? Where so many people talking literally out of the crack of their ass, out of the booty just cracks, straight out of it. Just if you just swallow the bleach, they just didn't know. And again, simple answers for simple people. People wanted to believe if I just do this, what do I got to do? What's the thing? What's the answer? I don't want to have to know any science. I don't want to have to go to school. I don't Niggas want the sentences down to have more than five words. They got from the grocery store. Right. Niggas was wiping down every pa- pa- paper bag. Every we was doing some foolish. That's shit. not how science works. Niggas went out and got toilet paper, and not food. That's not how science works. But again, simple answer for people. Simple people. If the and, if, and then you can't give them the answer, and then that's the response. Oh well, I'll just do. Well, here, let me Everything. just say this. Let me just say this. That was the context. That was the context. That was the context. <laughs> and um, my reflection is 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 that, like, you know, I have worked through suicidal ideation at multiple points in my life. Uh, trauma be hard. Trauma be hard as fuck. You go through shit. You're a kid or you're a young adult and you're like, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to get on the other side of this in a whole piece. So maybe I should just let that shit go. There are days where you're like, yeah, being alive is so hard. So hard. I have absolutely had days where I was like, I don't know how I'm going to feed myself today. Mm-hmm. So when you get hungry like that, you don't be really wanting to do stuff like live no more. You know what I'm saying? When you go to bed and you're like, I don't know where I'm going to sleep today. A lot of people don't experience those things. And because black life is so precarious and it is precarious in those early years. Yeah. Right. Like those first 25 years are really hard for a lot of black folk in this country. And so it's like, I, I get it. Like, I really get it. I, I get it, you know? And so I just really wish that people would shut the fuck up. That's all I just really wish they would do because it's not, a, 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 I got my opinion and we have to agree to disagree. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. This is not like if, you know, you and your mom go to the doctor and they're like, oh, well, this is cancer. And you're like, I need to go with a second opinion. And you go and you get a second opinion. And these are people who are informed and have tests and have degrees and have methods and they've given oaths. Like their opinions are one thing. Mm-hmm. Because they're medical opinions. They're medical researched opinions based on precedent. Not their own, just what, what I think. No, is- it's based in a strategic science. Your opinion came from the crack of your ass. And and it can also just be wrong. And it can be wrong. And it's and it's not the same. But also, if your opinion is predicated in your biases toward people like me or your stigmas of people with mental illness or whatever you think it is, and then you think you can come up with an opinion now because everyone gets to have an opinion and we can agree... You agreeing to disagree with me about my actual life and my survival is not an agree to disagree. That's just you being a bigoted motherfucker. But but also, also, it's okay to say, I don't know. And it's also okay to be like, I'm just a bigoted motherfucker. Right. You, you can just say, well, I don't like black people. So. Right, right, right. Hey, just listen. Actually, I just hate people with mental illnesses. Boom. We ain't got to talk no more. Why are we talking? <laughs> 
I actually believe broccoli solves everything. Okay. <laughs> why are we why are we talking? I'ma go. Oh my I need God. to see myself out. If SpongeBob can see himself out, I can see myself out. Certainly I can. Certainly. That's all I had to reflect on today. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> my you know what? Wow. Okay. My my only reflection is mm-hmm. is it's it's a call out to everybody. Mm-hmm. But obviously since this is about, you know, black masculinity today or call out to black men mm-hmm. in particular mm-hmm. you know it might be scary to work on yourself it might be scary to ask these questions it might be scary to try to work through these things it might be scary to seek help it might be scary to be vulnerable with people have the courage to do it have the courage to do it yeah have the courage to do it i can say as someone who has spent what feels like so much time <laughs> trying to work on myself mm. and figure things out. It is definitely worth it. Mm. It will not be easy. No, it will Just not. Just by definition of what that is, it is meant to be hard. Yeah. That is part of the challenge. But I just feel like if we can challenge ourselves to say, you know, I want to do 50 push-ups a day. Mm. I want to challenge myself to count my, my calories I want to challenge myself to to go on this many dates or, or I want to get married by by 30. We we have all these things. Yeah. We have all these things that we will we will set up these challenges. People will create these these memes mm-hmm. on Instagram and give you a whole program of day by day what you spoke. All we will do all these things. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the inside of who we are, mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're like mm, too hard. Don't know if I want to do that challenge. <laughs> Do that challenge. You want me to get I, the hottest pepper I, in the world? Listen, I'll do that challenge. Yeah, that, that shit <laughs> that burns your whole mouth off, I'm going to do that. You're going to call the ambulance? And I'm going I'm to put it on, on TikTok. We got that challenge. We'll do that. Yeah. We will do that. We will do things that completely embarrass ourselves, make complete asses of ourselves, and yeah. we'll share them with the world for everyone's consumption and enjoyment. Mm. But we won't serve ourselves. We won't feed ourselves. And make ourselves better humans for our community. I, cha- I challenge all of y'all to that challenge. I love that challenge. But also, I want to say, when you talk about courage, people frequently think that courage is about not being afraid. And that I've never not been afraid. <laughs> Shit is scary. Shit be scary, bro. I'd be like, don't lie to yourself. Oh, no. I got to do what? There's white people in there. <laughs> I don't want to go. You know? Like, I, anyway, that's a whole other conversation. But what I'm saying is, you can be afraid. You can be nervous. You can be unsure. You can be unclear and still go do it. Right. We don't we don't have all the answers. We don't Mm -hmm. know what will happen. But part of being an adult and like and taking control of your future is saying, listen, I don't know, but I'm betting on myself. Right. To me, that's what courage is. It's like it's the it's the deep commitment to betting on yourself. Mm -hmm. And that shit is hard because sometimes me and myself be like, I don't know, girl. I don't know. <laughs> well, and here's the other thing, because this is, this is something my therapist, my therapist has been telling me. It's like, the thing the thing is, you know, about being courageous, right, is things are scary. And we yeah. have to be really honest about that things are scary. But you also have to be really honest with yourself of, well, what is the consequence? Mm. What 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 are you what are you actually risking? Because mm. a lot of times as humans, we will set it up in our minds. Like, it is the end of the world. Yeah. It is the end. If I, if I go... To one therapist appointment, oh my God, everyone's gonna think, but 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 <laughs> we will concoct a whole yeah. 
a whole different dimension of living. We absolutely will. <laughs> Based upon something that's not even real yet and hasn't even yes, happened. That's true. Right? And then and then you break it down and you say, Well, what happens if I do that? And it's like, well, nothing really. Yeah. I mean it might it might not go well. I might not like it and then I might not go back. And one thing I also really like, I feel like this came from when your therapist, not mine. <laughs> but when um you were working on overcoming some of that and they told you, listen, look at your track record. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that was such a fucking mic drop. It was. I was like, oh bitch, that's a good point. They were like, look what you've already done. Some of that actually was harder than this. And you were like, Oh yeah. <laughs> like and I and you told me that and I looked at my life and I was like, Oh You go, Oh wait. Oh I'm, wait. I'm fucking capable. Yeah, because I think I think if they told you like you got you clearly got the skill sets, you already know how to navigate mm-hmm. these challenging situations. You've done it before. And like you've done it in situations where you have way less certainty. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Oh, it was it was one of those ways to not not to gaslight yourself, but to actually sit in reality because yeah. you were gaslighting yourself. Right, like like be scared. It's scary. Like, yeah. Just because something was scarier doesn't mean this still isn't scary. But it doesn't mean you're unprepared. Right. It Everything mean, is fucking scary. It doesn't mean going, you're not ready. Going outside every day is scary. Yes. Sometimes I look at the grocery store and I'm like, oh my Jesus God. be a fence. Jesus. Oh, oh my God. It means so many people walking in and walking out and walking in and walking out. But that don't mean I don't go in. Yeah. I still go and get what I need. Oh, look at that. You see how we brought that back around? Oh, I thought around? you put it on the wall. I was like, what? No, ain't nothing on the wall. Uh-huh. But I was just saying, you see you see how we just brought that back around? Yes. That's how it. you still get what you need? Yes. You still get what you Nigga, need? Nigga, you preaching now? I'm preaching now. Oh, God. Okay, the, let's the, end this episode. The missionary Baptist preacher in me to come out. Oh, God. Go get what you need. You're not a missionary Baptist. You're AME. I know, but, but I'm saying- You've never saying, been- Oh, actually, that, you had a few years. I, the, the preacher that lives in me is saying, you go get what you need. When you go to the store, you go and get what you need, no matter what the hurdles and the when barriers are. I don't know. He's he here today. You know, you, What's his name? They said mental health is a spirit. I got it. What's his name? Vernell? <laughs> Garcequias? What's his name? Ver, Montavious. Ver, I like I like Vernell Johnson. Vernell Johnson. Can his middle name be Montavious? He, he sure, he sure Vernell can be. Montavious Johnson. And what he said is, ah. mm-hmm. you go to the store and you get what you need. Hey. No matter what those barriers are mm. that might be in your way. Yes. Because guess what? You need it. Mm, mm, mm. Now apply that to your mental health. You need that health. You're going to hell. You need that health. You're going to hell. You need that peace. You're going to hell. In your spirit. Uh, go get it. That one man and Mary say, You're not going to involve me. You're not going to involve me. Go get it. involve me in this. Go get it. You go straight to hell. <laughs> Vernell Montavious Johnson. Your last name already, Jackson. Why you change it to Johnson? It can't be the same. You already got a black ass last name. It can't, it can't be the same. It got to be a different. It got to be a different. <laughs> got to be a different black you name. You just change your last name from Jackson to Johnson. I do it all the time. Whenever, whenever, whenever I'm trying to be like another black alter ego, it's always Johnson because it can't be Jackson. I ain't gonna lie, you right. I do Jenkins. Yeah. You got, you got your go to. You got your go to. <laughs> It can't be the one you already got. It that don't be, work. It don't work. It don't feel the same. It don't hit right. It's like when you eat somebody else's food, you're like, mm, that's his mm. good. <laughs> I say all of this to say, 
I put the challenge out there. I'm, I'm doing it again. I challenge every one of you uh, to focus on your own mental health. Whether it, whether it be going to a therapist, whether it be you having some, some time with a friend to talk things yeah. out, whether it be that you just have some, some quality time with Starting yourself. Group. Go on a walk, go on a hike, get some peace, let yourself yeah. air out, read a book, right? whatever it is for you. Get a journal. I challenge you to find one thing. Yeah. Insight timer. Go get you some meditations. Like yes. there's so many options for how we can take care of ourselves that don't require a therapist. So just like, you know, if there's alternative sources that are a better fit, go do it. And I also challenge you to challenge the very concept of masculinity in your day-to-day walk. Mm. And challenge one friend to do the same. Mm. There it is. Do it together. Teamwork. When two are gathered. Mm. Montavious. He snuck back in, y'all. He no, snuck back in. He, he, not, he can't come. Get Montavious. Okay, I'm, I'm going to release him. I'm going to release, release him. Release Vernell Montavious about it here. Ha. 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 Hamburger and fries. <laughs> <laughs> Watermelon Drea. Watermelon Drea. Watermelon Drea. Hamburger. I can't stand you. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. Before you go, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at that BLK couple, on Facebook at that black couple, and look us up on the internets at www.thatblackcouple.com. Bye.